Welcome to the Carter Report. Thanks for joining us. Our topic today is a Christian view of sex. This is part two. What's wrong with sleeping around? What's wrong with adultery? What's wrong with premarital sex? And is there something really bad about homosexuality? Today, a Christian view of sex, part two. The Carter Report investigates the mysteries of the past as it seeks to interpret amazing predictions concerning our future. John Carter, scholar, writer, and traveler, invites you to join him as he unlocks mankind's most valuable treasure. Having eyes full of adultery. What does that mean? Having eyes full of adultery. It means when a man looks at a woman, he thinks of one thing. It means that when a woman looks at a man, she thinks of one thing. They have one-track minds, dirt tracks. You see? Eyes full of adultery. Incidentally, this is the stuff of which the soaps are made. You know that? The soaps. Having eyes full of adultery, and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls. They have a heart trained in covetous practices and are accursed children, it says. And then it says, verse 17, these are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, to whom the gloom of darkness is reserved forever. It's strong, isn't it? For when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through licentiousness, the ones who have act actually escaped from those who live in error. Now verse 19, look at the next verse. It says, While they promise them liberty, they say, Come fly with me. Come and have a great time. Fly with me. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. The Bible says, those people, Charles, are slaves of corruption. It says this, that here are people, they say, if you want to go to bed with some other woman, she's not your wife, if you want to go to bed with her, go to bed with her. Don't worry about those old commandments in the Bible. Don't worry about the Ten Commandments. They were abolished. Don't worry about them. Do what you want to do. If you feel like doing it, then go ahead and do it. Listen. The reason why there are so many twisted minds so many people flocking to psychiatrists is because they are not living according to the laws of God. That's the reason, my friend. That's the reason. People say to me, is there a cure? Listen, they say, is there a cure to, to so many of the problems? I want to tell you folks something. You listen to this. Listen, please. 
most, most of the social problems, most of the economic problems, yes, most of the health problems would be solved if people, my friend, were to go and say to God, God, what do you want me to do? And if they were to obey the Word of God. Listen, can I say this? Don't get mad with me. Can I say this? The reason why VD is out of control is because people have been breaking the laws of God. The reason why 24,000 Americans have got AIDS and are dying with AIDS, basically, except for those poor people, my friend, who caught it in blood transfusions, and God have mercy on them. But the reason that AIDS is sweeping this country, did you know that one and a half million Americans are infected with the AIDS virus. Did you know that? That's in the latest Time magazine. One and a half million Americans infected with the AIDS virus. And they say of that tremendous number, one third most likely are going to catch AIDS. And so in the next few years, I don't know how long, but 500 Americans are going to die of AIDS. People tell me, people say to me, we don't believe in the Bible. It's too old-fashioned. We don't believe in the laws of God. They're out of date. I want to tell you, my friend, it is time that America returned to the holy law of God. Is it not? It is time. It is time. It is time that America return to the commandments of God. There has been so much. I was going to say gunk. There has been so much gunk taught by so-called liberated theologians and clergymen who thought they knew more than God knew and now we have sown to the wind. Ladies and gentlemen, America is reaping the whirlwind. And did you know what they're saying? They're saying, yes, the mad, sexy 60s. Then came the 70s and it got worse. But my friend, it is dying out. It is dying out. People aren't sleeping around like they used to sleep around. The homosexuals are not sleeping around like they used to sleep around because they have run up, my friend, to a thus saith the Lord. That's why people are starting to wake up. But many people are going to wake up too late. Did you know that? Many people are going to wake up and they're going to say, would to God that somebody had told me. They're going to say, would to God that some preacher, some minister had had the courage to stand up and say those things years ago. And I'm glad tonight for the Bible. I'm glad tonight for Jesus Christ. Aren't you? Now, let me talk to the young people. Let me sock it to them. 
The rest of you have had a good innings tonight. You know what an innings is, don't you? That's a cricket match. And if a person's had a good innings, he's been in long enough. So we'll let the older folk out of court for a little while. Listen, we're all in this together, folk. We're all in this together. Young people have said, what about premarital sex? Now, this talk I'm giving tonight will be about the most unpopular for some people of the whole series. I'm sorry about that in some ways, but that's not my responsibility to set out to please you. You know what my, my main responsibility is? It's not to set out to please you, it is to set out to tell you what is the truth. That's the thing, you see? If you go to a doctor and if you've got a serious disease that can be cured and the doctor simply wants to please you and he says keep on living the way you're living and you die, what sort of friend is he? Not a very good friend at all. My main aim in these meetings, I know I'm going to say some things this week and some people are going to be mad with me. I can't help that. I don't want you to be mad, but I do want you to go to heaven. I want you to know the truth, and I'm going to tell it to you. Now, what about premarital sex? The Bible says, Genesis 2, let's come back to that text. This is one of the clearest texts I know. There are plenty of texts that I could read to you, but this one will do quite nicely. Genesis chapter 2 and verse 24, verse 24. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother. Okay and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh you notice where sex comes number one the bible says a man shall leave his father and his mother that's when they go off to have the wedding number one he shall leave his father and his mother he shall be joined to his wife he's joined to his wife when the minister says do you and the man says i do and then the minister says to the lady do you and she says yes i certainly do and so when they both do the minister puts his hands on their hand and he says and now as a minister of the gospel by the authority of the law of Texas or California I now proclaim that you are husband and wife in the name of the Father Son and Holy Ghost you see that is when they are joined together and then the Bible says and they shall become one flesh the Bible teaches that sex comes after the wedding did you hear that oh people say to me that's not what i was taught at college you were taught wrong because the bible says that sex is for married people i defy any person to show me one text in the Bible that would indicate anything else and you know it is not there. Did you hear that? It is not there. I can think of a, a young girl who was 17 years of age and she was engaged in sex with a steady boyfriend, sleeping around. She felt guilty and people who do those things, my friend, with any Christian background, of course they're going to feel guilty. 
and they'll go to a psychiatrist and he'll say, don't feel guilty. It's like saying, go out in the rain and don't get wet. It's crazy. Isn't it? Absolutely crazy. So this girl was having sex with her boyfriend. She went to her pastor, the pastor of a very liberal, fashionable church up north. I thought that would save me. Get me off the hook. Certainly not in this area. Not, certainly not in Dallas. Could you imagine people sleeping around in Dallas? I mean to say the most moral city in the world. Did you know Dallas has the highest divorce rates in America? And also the highest VD rates? Also the highest crime rates in America? the highest just about everything, and the highest number of people going to church. It's true. Something wrong somewhere, friend. It's like the blacks used to sing, everybody talking about going to heaven ain't going there. You get that? And so this girl went along to her pastor, and she said, Pastor, I feel guilty. And he said, tell me, what have you been doing? She said, I'm going with this boy. He's 19, I'm 17. He said, have you been sleeping? Yes, we've been sleeping together. And she said, I feel condemned. He said, young lady, do you have a meaningful relationship? She said, we're crazy about each other. He said, if you have a meaningful relationship, keep sleeping together. He said, because a denial of the sexual instinct may be unwholesome, it may be bad for your health. What bunk. What balderdash. As Scrooge said, humbug. You know why it's humbug? Because, my friend, any minister who teaches that is flying in the face of the Word of God. I want to say tonight, listen to me. If a minister hasn't got the integrity to preach that is found, what is found in this book, he ought to take off his collar and he ought to go out and do some other work, but he shouldn't stay in the ministry. You hear that? A minister. A minister is ordained to do one thing, my friend. Do you know what a minister is ordained to do? Do you know what a minister's ordained to do, Charles? A minister is ordained to preach the truth of the Bible. And when the day comes when a minister is more interested in his wages than in preaching the truth, he has fallen from the grace of God. I tell you, it is the truth. It is the truth. It is true. Absolutely true. A meaningful relationship. You know, it just amazes me. What about adultery? Now, what is adultery? Listen, it's not hard to tell you. Just look at Dallas, the movie. Adultery is when a man sleeps, has sexual relations with another man's wife. Or... Maybe somebody, a lady, who isn't a man's wife, but some other lady other than his spouse. 
Now you say to me, but everybody's doing it. That's not true. We have been brainwashed by the, by the television people that everybody's doing it. Just because they're doing it, it doesn't mean everybody's doing it. Millions of decent Americans are not doing it. Millions of decent Americans believe in marriage. Did you hear that? Millions of them. Millions of decent Americans have been faithful. I know there are plenty who haven't, but there are still millions, my friend, who are true to their marriage vows. I want you to come over here with me to Exodus 20, to the Ten Commandments, page 75, Exodus chapter 20. Please come to page 75, Exodus 20, verse 14. Exodus chapter 20, the Ten Commandments. I believe, ladies and gentlemen, in the Ten Commandments. I don't know how you folk feel about it, but I believe fully with all my soul in the Ten Commandments. I believe that every great Christian church has taught the perpetuity of the Ten Commandments. Now, Exodus chapter 20, verse 14, God says, you shall not commit adultery. Do you know why God says that? Because God loves you. God wants you to have a happy home. God wants your home to be solid and stable. God does not want you to be broken up through illicit relationships. That is why God says to you, my girl, my boy, you shall not commit adultery. God cares for you too much, friend. You say to me, do you really believe in those Ten Commandments? Listen, friend. Listen to me. I believe in the Ten Commandments because Jesus believed in the Ten Commandments. I believe in the Ten Commandments because all the apostles believed in the Ten Commandments. Would you please come over here to page 1103, Romans 7, verse 7, 1103, Romans chapter 7, and uh, verse 7. Please turn with me to Romans, the seventh chapter, and uh, verse 7. Romans 7, verse 7, the Bible says, verse 7, what shall we say then? What shall we say then? The Bible says, is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless the law had said, you shall not covet. This book says that man would not know what sin was. Man would not know what murder was or adultery was if it were not, my friend, for the holy, the wonderful commandments of God. I don't want you to forget that. Because later on, maybe somebody is going to come to me and they're going to say, we have liked what you've said, but we don't like this business about the commandments of God. I want to be free from those commandments. My friend, I don't want to be free from God's commandments. Do you know why God gave us these commandments? 
when we lived back in Sydney, we lived on a very busy street in Sydney called the Kaminara. Beautiful bushland setting in a rainforest a thousand feet above the city. And Sydney is about three and a half million people sitting right on the coast with a great harbor. Right outside our house, there was one of this, there was this busy road. And when we went there six years ago, our little girl was six years of age and the traffic up and down the hill all day long, we said to Julie, Julie, don't go on the road. We said, Julie, don't go on the road. And she said, why are you telling me not to go on the road? We said, don't go on the road because we don't want you to be hurt. God says, don't go on the road. God says, don't commit adultery. God says, don't steal. I don't want you to be hurt. God gave those commandments. God loves you. And that's the reason He gave those commandments, because He loves you. Can you see that? Now, let me talk about homosexuality. I want to say this tonight, not to hurt any homosexuals, but I say tonight because God loves the homosexual as much as He loves any man or woman here. You hear that? But I'm going to show you now what the Bible says about homosexuality. And I hope that you're not going to feel that this language is too explicit. I want you to come now to page 120. 120 in the Old Testament, chapter 18, verse 22. Leviticus, chapter 18. And I want you to turn to verse 22. Leviticus, the 18th chapter. And here the Bible is absolutely specific about homosexuality. Verse 22, God says, this is not what I say, God says, Leviticus 18, verse 22, you shall not lie with a male as with a woman. It is an abomination. Can you get anything plainer than that? Verse 28, the Bible says, Lest the land vomit you out as it vomited out the nations that were before you. God said, This sin is so abominable, so awful, that the land vomited out the people who were there before. And God said, If you do this sin, something awful is going to happen to you. And God is going to let the land vomit you out. I've talked to some of the leaders of the homosexuals in Australia and they said to me on television, they said, you can believe the Bible and you can be a practicing homosexual. My friend, that is not so. The Bible says, you shall not lie with a man as with a woman. It is abomination. You see, that's what God says. I want you to come now to an even stronger passage. I want you to come over here to Romans, page 1098. You know it's strong, isn't it? 1, 
0098, the book of Romans. Romans 1 verse 24 and onwards. 1098, everybody here tonight in this great audience, please turn up the text. 1098, book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 24. Romans 1, 24, and Paul says, Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanness in the lusts of their hearts to dishonor their bodies among themselves. Verse 26 says, now listen to it. For this reason, God gave them up to vile passions for even... The women exchange the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lusts for one another, men with men committing what is shameful, and receiving in themselves a penalty of their error, which was due. Oh, my friend, how can you explain that away? How can you get away from that? I can't explain that away, my friend. God says, don't do that. God says, I love you too much. I love you too much. 